0: Hey there, Wolfpack fans! It's me again, Kenton Gibbs. Bring you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. Today, we're going to go over two basic things. Number one, the analysis question about the uh, wide receiver room, as well as the AP coaches poll has dropped, and NC State is number thirteen. What does that mean? And again. I'm going to ask these questions about every single position group. It's the receivers turn up, but before I ask the question, I'm going to give a little bit of analysis about them. So stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, in terms of what I'm looking at with this team, there are um, there are always going to be when I look at this receiving group, there are always going to be the questions and the moments about like, oh, you know, Amecha uh, Mezi is gone and. It's similar to the running backs room in that you're you're losing your top guy, but here's the thing: it's not similar because there are so many returners. That everybody else who caught passes, everybody else who were meaningful receivers um, outside of Mecca Mezzi pretty much, is coming back. And of course, uh, our running backs were a big part of our running game or our passing game as well. But when you look at that standpoint of it, I mean, Jordan Houston has displayed the fact that he's. An amazing pass catcher. So today we're going to talk about the receivers and the tight ends, rather, not just the receivers, but the pass catchers in general, because you got to find somewhere to put the tight ends in, right? Like the guys who do a little bit of everything, they need to have a place to, and this is for them as well. So first thing first, losing a Mechamese is a big deal, right? Like that's that's a big deal because, I mean, he is the, the program's all-time leading receiver in terms of receptions. And the receiving core at first thought at my first thought I thought to myself man we're going to need more possession receivers because there are Thomas is a guy that can make things happen underneath he's a a really good red zone target all that type of stuff uh but you think to yourself it can't just be him it can't just be him and that's what I thought when I looked at the receiving core until I realized this is not just about the receivers; it's about the pass catchers. When you look at Trent Penix and Christopher Toodle, those are two guys that are going to have an immense impact in terms of getting open underneath, in terms of finding the holes and covers, sitting in them, making the catches that they need to make. Those are that's two. Er- those are two guys that will thrive in that area, so that we don't need a bunch of receivers. Uh, who can do things out of slot in terms of working underneath and not being vertical threat so much. Because when I look at the receivers and the pass catchers, as a, if I'm looking at just the receivers and not the pass catchers, rather, I'm looking at, okay, who do I look at as more of a vertical threat? Who do I look at as more of a guy who's going to uh, find ways to to get open and find ways to make plays underneath and have the sure, steady hands to make the catches in traffic and all that good stuff? I look at Thayer Thomas and Keon Lesane. But when I look at uh a deep threat, I'm looking at Devin Carter, I'm looking at Porter Rooks, I'm looking at Anthony Smith. And so that those are the guys that, you know, I instantly look at and say, hey, these are these are guys that I'm expecting to be dudes uh next year in terms of getting down the field. But again, that is that is a a very it's a way to look at it that says, okay, what do we see? What is going to be the deal in terms of uh finding ways to have balance because realistically you can't just hit all deep shots all the time if that were the case i mean teams would just play a cover four uh where corners are a little deeper and say hey figure it out you don't have the guys to beat us underneath and we can rally underneath and your guy we can trust that your guys will drop passes so that's that's where i uh want to say this this team is in terms of like I thought that it was a I thought that there weren't guys who could catch the ball underneath, but upon a, a deeper look, there obviously are. And now onto the questions that arise out of this group. The question becoming obviously, how do you replace your leading receiver in America Magic? How do you replace him? That is a big body receiver that finds ways to uh make contested catches. That is His hands were just very consistent, did not drop many balls. Like that was, that was the big thing about him. And so when I look at uh, how you go about doing that, I think that the, the answer is very simple. This team's best bet at replacing him is doing something different. I don't think that we have another him. And some people are like banking on Daryl Jones to come in and and be uh, what, you know, Emeka was, in essence, the, the Maryland grad transfer. Here's the only problem with that. If it were not for the bowl game last year, the bowl game was the biggest game of his career by far. Uh He had, I want to say it was like four catches for 111 yards and two TDs. If it weren't for that bowl game last year, uh where he absolutely torched Virginia Tech's defense, I think he has about, 190 or 200, a little over 200 yards for the entire season. For his entire career, he hadn't amassed 500 yards. Like, yes, this is a former four-star. Yes, this is a guy who – I mean, the the size is there. The frame is there. The the When you look at him, you look at him and say this should be a guy who could make uh, those tough catches and all that. But we just haven't seen the production. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like putting a lot into um, the bowl game, which I get it, but it's tough for me to say like, oh, I'm expecting based upon that game for uh, really great things to happen. So the the first question would be how do you uh, replace a Emek? And I think that it's, it's do something different. I think that it is um, – with a team that pushed the ball downfield a decent amount last year, I think you go even more aggressive with it. I think you go even further with it, and that's that. Then that then raises questions about your offensive line and how you functionally go about doing that. But the reality is, uh, I think that Porter Rooks. I mean, every time you saw him, he seemed to be opening up the scene last year, and so you know that's he's going to be a big part of this. But also Anthony Smith being another guy. That, I don't know why people are not bigger fans of Anthony Smith. I don't know why I'm the only guy beating the table, but it's all right. I'm okay with that because last year I was the only guy beating the table for Devin Leary having a banner year and look how that one worked out. So I'm okay with being by myself on this one, but I, I think that the the idea here would be um, to be able to hit more deep balls this year uh, because you have more guys who can get deep. You just don't have the same amount or the, the same uh, guy who is the, you know, you can throw me that little uh, four-yard RPO curl all day long, and I'm going to catch it. Maybe break a tackle or two, but at worst, fall forward for uh, what you know. What is just a basic RPO turn a five, six yards guaranteed? I don't think we have that guy outside of a, a Thayer Thomas. But even in that situation, I mean, Thayer Thomas is more of a slot receiver um, than anything else. So you know, you're you're in a a interesting interesting spot in terms of uh, what comes out of this receiver room. And the next question that comes out to me in this receiver room, is Devin Carter ready to be consistent? Is Devin Carter ready to be consistent? The fact of the matter is simple. I have sounded like Groundhog's Day, Beating the drum saying Devin Carter is gonna get it figured out this year. This was Devin Carter's year. He was gonna. I've sound like a broken record saying that. But the reality is, this ain't about what Ken thinks. It's not. It's, It's really and truly not. It's about Devin Carter stepping up and showing: hey, I'm ready to be that guy. I'm ready to make the the little passes that we don't think is a big deal. When we look at the end of the Miami game. That is the primest example, the most prime example. He's running underneath, pretty much wide open. If he catches that ball, we all know that that first down is guaranteed. Just because he catches the ball and continues running, he drops the ball, so then we get to fourth down, and we we don't convert. But the reality is. We should have never gotten to fourth. We should have never gotten to fourth if Devin makes that play. And so, and this isn't a, to pick on him or say, oh, well, you know, he's a terrible player and I don't expect anything else. That was a game that NC State lost 31 to 30. I am telling you right now, if NC State wins that game, they may, NC the, 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 the State may go on to win a conference. And I know a lot of people are going to say that sounds crazy, but the reality is this. If they win that game and then went out going forward, okay, let's just put it like this. After that game, they only had the loss to Wake Forest and the UNC game that were one possession games. That's it. Not a single game outside of that one. After the Miami game, you beat Louisville 28-14. You beat Florida 28-13. You beat Florida State 28-14. Louisville, I'm sorry, Wake Forest you lost 42-45, and then Syracuse, you beat 41-17, and then UNC, you, you win by uh, four points. So the reality is, if you win that Miami game, even if we say, well, you got the big head and it may change uh, one of those outcomes, well, then at that point, you're counting on a changed outcome to get NC State its second conference loss of the year, which what conference loss would have put them uh would have put them in the the driver's seat in terms of uh being in the the conference championship game that's the reality that's that's just the reality of what we're looking at there so it it sounds like such a, a minute thing and it sounds like I'm I'm you know kind of picking on them or whatever the case may be but um the reality is this There is the old proverb of uh, the, the horseshoe maker who didn't make the horseshoe, right? Without the horseshoe, the horse can't ride. The horse can't ride. The horse can't deliver the message. The horse can't deliver the message. They don't know where the attack is coming from. The horse can't deliver the message. The war was lost. All because the horseshoe maker didn't make the shoe. It's that simple. It's the little stuff is the important stuff the extraordinary is accomplished by doing the ordinary things extra well and so again the second question has to be is Devin Carter ready to be consistent that's the reality I love the guy's game again a big body receiver who can fly who can make the spectacular catch who can make the free catch who can do great things with the ball in his hand once he gets it in his hand? Can he secure those catches to do the things with the ball in his hand? That's the question. That's the can he do the little functions of his job well? If he does, if he takes that next step to make those, the the, the tough guy, ca- or to make the mundane catches, if he takes that step to virtually eliminate his drop problem. You got a dangerous man on your hands. You've got a dangerous man on your hands, and I'm telling you, again, I beat on my, I beat the table about him being doing and, and being the guy, and this year being his year, almost every year. Well, uh, you don't got too many more years, big dog. That's the reality. You're not gonna have another year playing with a guy who you likely won't have another year playing with a guy who's going to be the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. So it's time to get the job done if you ever want to get it done, Mr. Carter. And speaking of jobs, let me tell you about LinkedIn jobs. Let me tell you something right now. Uh, as small businesses get back in business, it is important that you go ahead and make sure that you uh, get your free postings at LinkedIn jobs or LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Make sure that you talk to the people you want to talk to faster with LinkedIn jobs. So folks, the the next question uh that comes about is is this a year where Porter Rooks takes the, the next step? Because we often talk about uh when the biggest jump in production comes for players and all that good stuff. And the reality is uh the the jump in production that um the jump in production that folks are looking for out of Porter Rooks could be uh, something that, in essence, turns the tide of the season. And I'm not joking about that. I am not being uh, hyperbolic at all. Again, we've we've talked to Nazim about how this is a a very highly recruited player, a player that everybody wanted to get their hands on. Let's see if year three is the year for him. Where you know, I mean. Honestly, a lot of people say the biggest jump is from year one to year two, but his year one, his true year one was a COVID year. So things were a little different, right? Like the world was so different. You kind of give a mulligan for that or whatever the case may be. But this should be a year where the game starts to slow down for him. And not only that, I mean, again, when I talk about Emeka Emezi being gone, it's then important for him to um, have the ability to make up for some of that production. That's just the reality. That's just the reality. If he can't do things to make himself, um, if he can't do things to or if things can't be done, if the offense isn't drawn up in such a way to give him the opportunities to put his speed, to put his big playability on display. I mean, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And the next uh, question goes out to the the tight end room, or more so, Tim Beck and how he plans on using the tight ends, particularly Trent Penix. Trent Penix, we talked about him being in a very similar role to what Jay Sam was, and, and you know, doing uh, many, many really good things in terms of um, basically lining up all over the field, lining up at running back, lining up at uh, being spread out in the slot, and all that good stuff, and all the things that he did last year, well, how do we capitalize on him going forward? What is the, the goal and game plan to say, you know, this is how we're going to uh, take advantage of of Trent being who he is. This is where we find the mismatches and all that. Because, I mean, realistically, they'll be there. They'll be there. He is that type of guy. Just I, that's that's the reality of who he is. Trent Penix came here as a running back, moved to the tight end position. And again, his ability to uh, make plays in multiple different ways, to be a, a matchup nightmare for safeties and to have the ability. He has running back ability when he gets the ball in his hands after the catch. So uh, him being, again, when I talk about the offense needing guys who can get open underneath and can make those catches, Trent Penix is going to be one of the important guys in doing that uh, doing a part of the role that Emeka Emezi played very prominently. And yes, he's not an outside receiver or anything like that. Yes, I don't expect him to take a lot of snaps out there. That's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, again, if you look at what offenses do well, you can then look at the schemes drawn up to stop them. If this offense does what I predicted would do in taking more deep shots and finding ways to push the ball downfield more, what then happens is defenses start to uh, kind of be afraid of your speed or or have to uh, play off because of your speed or play looser coverage because of that and when that happens, you're gonna have guys open up underneath and the guys when you're talking about guys opening opening up underneath, there Thomas is always gonna get the bulk of that attention and so you need a guy who can either release some of that tension, uh, in terms of or release that attention in terms of underneath coverage from there. Where do you get that from? Trent. He should be that guy. And again, where do you use him in terms of I've already talked about how the the running back room uh, may need some help in supplementing um, in supplementing production. He could be a part of that. That is not out of the room. Run- I've talked about who's their their big back, their power back, their fall forward guy. Again, he came in as a running back. He's 6'3, 230 pounds. So, how is Trent Penix going to be used is, is a big uh question there. And, you know, there is there's a lot to be said about that tight end room as well when you got a guy like Christopher Toodle who uh is there as well. But I think that pretty much sums up the questions, and now we get into NC state being ranked uh, 13th overall and he coaches AP poll again. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be an NC state fan, but the reality is NC state still has to go out and play great ball. That's the reality. That's the reality. That's this team is getting the respect. They're getting the love. Nobody can say, Oh, NC state didn't, it being shown the, the, the red carpet isn't being rolled out and, you know, there's there's all this doubt and hate going around and swirling around us. The belief is there. Folks are now having the the talks of, well, how good could NC State be? It's time for this team to go show and prove. So, 13th overall in the preseason that's a that's a huge deal. That's a huge deal. That's again expectations are higher in Raleigh than they have been in quite some time. In quite some time. So what happens what happens next well in the words of denzel washington what a duty what a responsibility it is that you have what a responsibility it is that this team has and again this is a year that i have said multiple times and i will stick by this is a program shifting year or this is a program defining year this defines are you a team that will go forward and compete year in and year out for the conference? Or were you in mediocrity? I think anything less, anything less than an appearance in the um, ACC championship, to me, that's a failure. Unless Clemson comes out and is like, you know, DJ shows something that we just did not know was there. And he's just a dominant crazy. again, Y'all want to talk? Listen, as much as I hate quarterbacks, as many times as I've been wrong about some takes and all that good stuff, I can tell you, last year in terms of college football I in terms of ACC quarterbacks, tell me, tell me, what did I say about DJ last year? Or actually, I'll tell y'all. I said a lot of his uh a lot of his yardage came to Travis Etienne. And that's a problem. That's a problem for this Clemson team because Travis Etienne is one of the best backs in college football history. And not only that, um, he is an absolute game breaker and matchup nightmare for any linebacker. And so um, when you don't have that and you kind of struggle throwing the other guys. Hmm. Hmm. But, again, I'm telling you um, that the reality is if DJ doesn't come out and do something crazy or this Cade freshman that a lot of folks are talking about at Clemson doesn't come out and do something, wild, I'm letting this be known very simply. Um, this NC State team has to make, has to make, has to make the conference championship by middle. And, heck, I'd even go as far as to say even if uh, DJ does have a great year, this. This team still has to figure out a way, period. Still has to figure out a way. Again, I don't, I am not discounting how good Clemson's defense is probably going to be. Not discounting that. But the fact of the matter is, all the stars have aligned for you uh, to show up and show out and for this to be your year. Again, time to show and prove. Point blank, period. I'm betting the state gets the job done, but. That's just the reality of what we're looking at. If you're a better, go to BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check all your sports betting needs. Find all your favorite sports events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports waging information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today to learn more about the trends and action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing, but I hope that uh I hope that this is I hope that we've we've gotten some things or we're on the same page about questions I want to see answered. And honestly, I wanted to include a question in there about Daryl Jones, about how how good is he really? But at the end of the day, um I don't feel like it's a wise decision to bet on a unproven transfer to bet on a transfer that, like, it's one thing if you're looking at a receiver room that's just like, oh, this is crazy, but, you know, and, and Joker Phillips and him reuniting is something that people talk about a lot. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I would be delighted for him to blow everything I'm thinking out of the water, but, again, the the questions that I have for the um, receivers or the pass catchers on this team, um, how are you going to replace uh, a Mecca? Is Devin Carter ready to be consistent? Because that's going to be pivotal. Um, is Porter Rooks ready to take that next step? And um, how is this team going to use uh, Trent Penix? I think that those things, those things will go a long way into telling us uh, what type of season this will be for the pack. All right. I think that these guys playing well, having great season, all that good stuff are pivotal to NC State going on a great year. Thank you all so very much for coming out Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate you every single time. Y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.